Okay, stop the tape, please. everyone welcome to we are weezer episode 45 you gave your love to me softly uh my name is rachel and today i am joined by benjamin from the pinker tone once again say hello you can't get rid of me <laughs> podcast people <laughs> he is back yeah. and we are going to talk about this song way too much Oh, yeah. Before we jump into song discussion, We Are Weezer is a podcast about Weezer. I'm your host, Rachel, and I have a special guest host come on. We dig around the internet, find details on songs, and give them to you. We do one song per show and try to find something cool and new. We rate and review it using our special rating system. Super special. And much, much more. Well, before so before we do song discussion, tell everybody about the Pinker Tones. Who are you? What are you? In case they didn't listen to the last mini. Okay, all right, buckle up, people. If you're in your car, all right. So if you didn't listen to the last episode, <laughs> why would you start with number two over number one? But uh, the Pinker Tones are a Weezer cover <laughs> band. We cover Blue Pinkerton and everything in between during that time we've been around well, an iteration of, of of us have been around since like 2003 until current um we've never we've never really stopped but that's pretty much us we're from columbus ohio we play predominantly columbus and surrounding cities in ohio uh i think i don't even know if we played out of state maybe we have when we do play it's not like we play excerpts or just certain songs we literally will play every single song off blue every single song off pinkerton every single time and then anywhere between two to five i think that i think this because we're playing on um 420 420 uh in columbus <laughs> at uh rumba and we'll play every single you know we always play all of blue all of pinkerton and then you know f- two to four unless it's That's a special so cool. yeah unless it's like a special thing and then we just we hit the bangers and that's pretty much it. If, if, you know, we're only booked for an hour or something like that. I wish I could go. Cause that sounds really fun to hear those two together back to back. It's fun. Rocking out. Yeah. If you want to see the best way, if you look up hashtag the Pinkertones or Pinkertones, you can see some of our stuff playing live and you can even see back like six years ago when we were doing that stuff. Um, all of our, we were, Looked even more baby than we do now. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a blast. It's a lot of fun. So that's basically the tall and skinny of what who I am and like what we do. And how about the other guys in the band? Who else is in the band with you? Who cares? I'm the only one that matters. I already, you know, no. <laughs> so it's, uh, and we'd have them all. Yeah, I'd have everybody on. At some point, I'll bring some of the other guys on. Or you should interview some of them. They're all goofballs. Uh, Phil is the lead I would love singer. To, yeah. yeah. Phil is the lead singer. Jacob's the guitar player. Phil's also the guitar player. And then Alex is the drummer. I play the bass. Um, so, yeah, that's pretty much us. We're the, the four-piece. And But Phil, and J- we all have been in the Columbus scene for uh, decades. But Phil also and Jacob play in a Queen cover band who Ooh. is the best in the world. And then also, I don't think Jacob necessarily plays in this band, but I know Phil um has especially this last time we played a huge part in the they have a beatles thing where they the there's a guy joe peppercorn who starts out and he plays he starts at like 10 or 11 in the morning he plays every single song ever written by the beatles or any of them which um, is crazy chronologically and they usually end at like four in the morning and they pack like sell out this huge venue um, starting at 11, you know, we brought, I brought Kate out, my daughter, like two years ago when she was like one or two or something like that. And we watched it and it was like 1130 and it was sold, like sold out. There were people waiting to come in. So like, as we left, they let people in. It's insane. It's insane. It's crazy. It doesn't make any sense, but it, because it is what it is, it's, it's the most phenomenal people thing. In the so like Phil's part of that. Phil's a part of, and, and Jacob, 
Um, I think Jacob helps book that stuff. And then Phil and Jacob are in the Queen band and Phil fronts that band. And they actually, when Bohemian Rhapsody premiered, they played, they showed the movie. And as soon as the movie was over, they lifted up the, at the Studio 35 where um, you can go see movies. They lifted up the screen once they were done and they played a full set afterwards, like in front of everybody. Oh my gosh. It was the, I, I didn't fun. get to go because I'm old and I suck. Uh, but th- I was told it was like people that don't normally have went and s- have gone and seen them. Is ha- like they said they were phenomenal. Like I'm assuming they, I mean, they always kill it. Like Phil and Jacob destroy, but yeah. So that's like the, they, and they also have their own bands. Like Phil has like a one man band. He just had a CD release. Obviously. And again, Phil, if you're listening to this, sorry, I didn't go to that either, but <laughs> I just, yeah, I'm, I'm like the old dad. I'm the only one that's like married with kids. The rest of them, um, like have girlfriends and stuff like they that. They just and don't, don't understand, and, man. Yeah. They're, uh, I know Jacob and Phil work at BrewDog. Um, people that don't know BrewDog. BrewDog is a... Oh, God. They're going to kill me if this is wrong, but I'm pretty sure they're Scottish. Scottish made, and they're primarily owned by their... I don't want to say fans. So anybody can buy part of the company. So you Ooh. buy, and then what they do is they give you certain incentives. And then they also... What's funny is... No, we didn't just play a show, but we played with... Um, Brewdog booked us last on this bill. It was like this, um, they, they throw this big like festival thing where they have a bunch of like famous bands. So like the cold war kids played right before us and we closed the night, which was really weird because I just remember sitting there cause the day after I had to run a half marathon with my brother, I was pacing him. And like, I just remember being there and like looking out and it was like thousands of people. And I was like, how did the Pinker Tones get booked on this? And it's, I don't know, it's weird. Like it's, it's weird. And I've heard your other podcast with some of the other guys that played like big venues and like done bigger things. And it's like, this is really bizarre. We played with, uh, we played two or three shows with the guys from third eye blind minus their lead singer, the original people. And they, they, they played their, whatever the first record they had with third eye blind. Oh, it goes cool. all those guys. It was so weird because like I hung out with them. I still talk to the their bass player um, every once in a while, just like through Instagram and stuff like that. They were super nice and super cool. And it's weird because I like Googled them and I was like, are these really the, I mean, I remember them kind of. And it's like, sure enough, they were on SNL. And I'm like, man, like, it's just, it's crazy what this has done for like this stuff I get to do because I've just been doing it for so long. Yeah, that's cool. I know. Thanks, Weezer. Thanks for writing killer songs that I can just like <laughs> play louder and faster. Have some fun doing, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's the dream, right? Like to make money doing stuff you love to do. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. And we talked earlier about the, the, the guitar I got from Reddit and like what I'm going to do. I have like a list of things that, cause because I have kids, I don't get to spend money on myself. So anytime I play the Weezer shows, I get to, I take that money and I reinvest it in this stuff. And the first thing I'm going to buy is like a case for that actual guitar. So I'm actually like getting money from people playing Weezer to like frame a Weezer guitar. I don't know. I'm surprised I haven't. Yeah. Cause I yet. imagine it has to be done like really a specific way to keep it like secure to whatever. And then like the glass, it's, goes around it's got to be special i guess it's got to yeah, be like mounted to the wall using 500 different studs or whatever those are called what are they called i don't know i kind of just want to put it in like a coffin and just bury it and just be like i'll just no dig this up and like you've got a 20 years look at that guy on the wall like it's the hard rock cafe yeah 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 yeah, yeah like I, I have it like way up out of the reach of like anybody who can do damage to it and if you are curious about what the heck we're talking about, go listen to the last episode, episode uh, Perfect Situations 15. Yeah. Because it's a really cool story. And it's crazy. I can't, I can't believe it. Like, yeah. I, like I told everybody, like, this was before we had talked about doing this podcast, like, way before. I mean, I feel like it's been, I feel like it's been over a year. A year. To, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, way before all that stuff. Because you were about to have a baby. How old's your baby now? Is it, was it, I wonder which baby. It had to have been the, she's seven months, seven to eight months. Okay. Your wife is about to have 
that baby. So um, yeah, about a year. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. I know. Crazy how time is. You know what I mean? Mm, Crazy how time. Babies. Yeah. (laughs) They're so squishy. They're dumb. They're so great and adorable and sweet. Yeah. And it's just so weird when they grow. And you don't have time to play any more Weezer songs and or cover any more songs. Yeah. All your free time goes out. You know how it goes. Yeah, you're tired. It's all it's all good though, because like they're so great. Yeah, the problem is it's like totally you give it. your love to them softly, and then all of a sudden you have a baby, <laughs> and you you don't give love softly anymore. That goes out the window. So that's all. That's all we got for this episode of Weezer Baby. Well, speaking of that, are you ready to take a break and and get into some song discussion? Totally, let's do it. Welcome back. You gave your love to me softly. Um, here with Ben. Yeah. Yay. Yeah. We're doing it again. Um, so when I give the the stats on this song right now, just know that it all relates to the El Scorcho single version and not the Angus soundtrack version because they're, they're different. Um, yeah. So it's from... Officially, the album, uh, El Scorcho Single, is track number two because it's a B-side, released September 19th, 1996, and it was recorded in spring of 96 at Sound City Studios in good old Van Nuys, California. It's one minute and 58 seconds long, but it feels longer. Um, It's under DGC Records. It's officially released. According to the internet, Setlist FM, it was live debuted June 16th, 1994, which is interesting. And oh, it's yeah. Reverse Cuomo song chronology number 174. Wait, what does that Ooh. mean? When you say chronology, is that a hundred that's the hundred and seventy-fourth song he wrote? Yes. That is insane to me. 174 songs seems out of control considering that this would have been what before Pinkerton or during the Pinkerton? Yeah. Right? That makes me want to throw up. 174 songs. I don't even know that many words. Yeah, that's crazy. I've never written a song, so I can't imagine. Yeah. I don't know. And I wonder where he is now. I wonder where he is today. Infinity. There's also another thing that they keep track of, and it's the catalog of riffs. So that's got to be... Who's keeping track of That's a different list. Rivers, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah, good point. I'm sure it's all in his database now, too. So it's yeah. down in the mem- in the history books. It's like a server um, Which I'd love to see. Crazy. Ah, Tell us um, the personnel for this, this lovely song. Written by Mr. Cuomo. Uh, produced by Weezer, which is weird. Well, I think this one was... Huh? So this one was produced by Weezer. Rivers on lead guitar, lead vocals. Pat's on drums, Brian's on rhythm guitar, Matt's on bass guitar. So this one didn't have the synth lead. So no one actually played this, this synth. But yeah, produced by Weezer. Okay. So it's been on, so it's on the Angus Mo- Motion Picture soundtrack, oh, man. the first version. And on that, it's track number seven. And that sucker was released August 15th, 1995, and it was recorded in 95, and it's one minute and 51 seconds long, which is really weird, produced by Weezer as well. And it's also featured on Pinkerton Deluxe, but that one, it's on disc one, track 11, that was released November 2nd, 2010, and recorded in September of 1995, and that one is one minute and 57 seconds long, also produced by Weezer. No one doesn't make any sense. And I know, right? We already, so, and we already talked about the El Scorcho single, but tell everybody about the, like the UKs and the, all the other guys. 
So El Scorchio single, UK Retail 7-inch, which is a record for all the people who don't know what that is. Uh, UK Retail <laughs> CD number one. Don't know what that means. Uh, UK Retail CD number two. UK Cassette single. And cassette is how we used to listen to music sometimes. An Australian mm-hmm. Retail CD. Uh, it was track number two. Um, that was September 19th, 1996. And that was the one that was recorded at Sound City. That's the 158. So basically there's two different ones. There's one that's uh, a minute and 58 which is the one you're most likely to hear if you hit up Spotify. And then there's one that is, what is it? What's this other one? Uh, the other one's 151, and that's the one that was on the Angus soundtrack, which is way sweeter. The last one was mm-hmm. uh, Album Alone 3, The Pinkertones Years, 94 to 97. Track 5, that was released December 12th of 2011. That one, that one's length is 203. Yeah, these are just cash grabs at this point. Uh, producer <laughs> Rivers Cuomo, yeah, just a label trying to like be like, oh yeah, remember that? Remember that, that one I get that that's different because that's actually Rivers. Is that acoustic? It might be like an acoustic version or something. So it's him alone doing his thing, emotional, and yeah. So I'm thinking, okay, well maybe it does go a little longer because he's doing a little fancier business on the guitar or something, posing. I don't know, and maybe going a little bit slower. So sure. you gave your love to me softly is, as we just stated, a B-side on the El Scorcho single. But I think that before we can actually get to the actual song, we've got to talk about Angus and how wonderful it is. See, and this is why I'm wearing sunglasses, because I'm going to start crying like a baby. No. Yeah. Well, if you start crying, then I'm going to start crying. Then we'll all be crying, <laughs> and everyone's going to start crying in their cars ugly, while they're ugly driving. Crying. If, all right, so <laughs> let's just say, if you are listening to this and you have not watched the movie, stop, pull over, and <laughs> I think the all right. So and it, which I, so it's not on like uh, Netflix. It's not on Hulu. It's you can get it on Vudu for like ten bucks. Okay. And I was like, all right, I'm just going to buy it because this is one of those movies. And I'm sure, oh, man, yeah, this is just me gushing for the next, like, hour about this movie and this song. So when (laughs) I, I love this movie. And one of the first movies I saw with my wife, which would have been 2009, this is going to, I'm going to say it. I'm just going to, so I, I used to, I worked at Apple, the computer store. So I, Mm -hmm. and I was a hipster, so I would like bike to work. I'd bike to the bus station and I would like drop my bike on the thing and I would take the bus to work because that was hip as shit to do. So like I did it. And then one of the days when I did it, when I first met Ashley, my wife, like I was riding to work and my, my uh, front wheel got caught and I got, I flew over the handlebars and I hit my head and I got real weirded out and I had like a concussion, but I still went to work. But when I was at work, I was like, something's not right. Like my head's all weird. Like I got to go. So I ended up leaving and I got home. And for some reason I had the tape and I called her and this was like the first month we had met. So we've been together now for like 12 years or something like that. I was like, can you get a VCR? Cause I just want to watch this movie. Like for some reason I was like, I, <laughs> like, I was like, I, I was like, I just want to watch it. This is like my jam. So she brought over. Um, she went to, she drove to her parents' house, got a VCR and drove it to where I was living down in Columbus. And we ended up watching this movie on actual VHS because it's the only way I had it. That is so cute. Yeah, I know. And I was like, I, and literally, I just remember sitting there in the front room watching this on this makeshift like TV with her and she's like holding ice and I took a bunch of ibuprofen because I hate taking like pain pills, but I took like four ibuprofen because I was like, something is wrong. Like I hit my head. Like I'm dumber now than I was before. And I was dumb before. So like she, and we sat there and we watched the entire thing. And I remember getting done and being like, all right, man, that hit like the nostalgia point. I just remember being like real shooken up. And that like brought me back to a place, which is, which is like way, I don't know. It's like super intense for me. So, like, yeah, that's the type of... I've got a bunch of those stories with this soundtrack and that actual specific song. Like, meaningful stories. Yeah. So, that's lovely. Oh, it's really intense. So, Angus, like, brought you... And so, her doing that, like, that's really nice, by the way. And then you're like, oh, yeah, this one's a keeper because she's going to bring VCRs to my house and... Take care of me. Well, I remember. I remember, I, before, my head, right? I remember before I had that. Like, I got the. I got it. And I was like, "Have you seen this?" And she's like, "No." 
I'm like, well, obviously you haven't because I'm old and she's like six years younger <laughs> than me or six or seven years younger than me. And I was like, oh, of course you didn't because this you were like a sperm when this came out. So, of course, you like <laughs> have no idea about this movie. And and she'd seen like Can't Hardly Wait because I always equivalent those together. Like that that yes. style of movie was just like bread and butter for, you know, that the movie genre of the time. But and like heavyweights came out, I feel like I feel like heavyweights came out the same time, so they kind of got like meshed. But yeah, like she hadn't seen it, so I was like, "You have to see this movie." And she's like, "Oh, is it like heavyweights?" I'm like, "No, it's not a fat camp. It's about it's pretty much because I grew up super chubby, so I had to adapt and like play music and be funny to like be cool. So like that the the fact that Angus is like that is pretty much like my I, like I I had a lot." in common with Angus. I was like, I totally get this dude. Like I totally understand. Well, so tell the kids what Angus, the movie is about in oh, case they have no idea what we're talking about. So, Cause uh, you can't really tell. Yeah. Basically it's about this coming of age, I guess coming of age movie where it's like this, you know, fat kid who gets picked on and it's his, he's got a friend who's like, you know, it's the dynamic of like, there's this big fat guy and then this tiny, small nerd guy you know, obviously redheaded and like, give me a break. And then they are friends and it's, you know, he's obsessing over this girl and then they, as a joke, and this is all in high school, they, as a joke, have him be prom king while she is prom queen. So not only is she like the popular cheerleader, which she's totally a cheerleader, um, she is his love interest forever. And it's basically like him overcoming his fear to, go to prom with her as opposed to skipping it. And there's a lot of subplots throughout the entire thing. Like his family dynamic is really apparent. He's got, you know, there's, he's also super smart. So he has a chance to go to like a, a smarter school and whatever. I'm just rambling at this point, but basically it's like coming of age. He, you know, he, he gets the courage to be like, you know what? I'm going to take this moment for me goes there you know, goes after the girl and then they're, you know, and I'll, we'll get into it later about when this specific song comes up and what happens right before that. But it is like, just, you know, it get pumps me up, man. I don't get so pumped up about this movie. I don't know. It's just, it's awesome. <laughs> it's written and the way it's edited is like perfect. So I watched it again, sitting here in like 2019. Their movie was what, 95? So it's like 24 years old. And yeah. it's like a coming of age, you know. I'm, 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 high school is way different now, I'm assuming, than it is than it was like back in my day. But like yeah. it, it hits close to home. So like, I mean, now it's like you can't really pick on fat kids. Like, you know, nerdy, smart kids are cool. Back then... Like, not so much. Oh, I'm sure they can pick on people. Yeah, I'm sure there's, there's different Whether types or not of that, bullying. Like, it's as socially acceptable for teachers. I don't I don't know. But I'm sure it's like, I mean, people are still People suck. Oh, 100%. In yeah. high school. People, yeah. Everyone's the worst. Don't get me wrong. But so, <laughs> yes, yeah, you know, so basically it's like him going through. But it through, holds up. Yeah. You're saying it, you're, it holds up today? Yeah, it still holds up. So, like, I watched it, and I got done, and I was like, that movie still is the dopest movie. Like, I don't know. That and, like, Can't Hardly Wait, if you saw Can't Hardly Wait, if you watch it again, it still kind of holds up. I mean, the music is... The, the things that are technically, quote-unquote, old, that maybe people that, you know, weren't around that time, the music doesn't exactly hit. But this movie, for me, has... Especially the soundtrack was... is near perfect you know i mean i rented this was also back in the day when i used to rent cds from the library and so every time i would just constantly rent <laughs> angus and i would rent the batman soundtrack and i can't remember the third i would rent these three over and over and over again oh, i remember Kiss like, like a rose yeah well yeah i have a whole other story about that so yeah like th there was also a prince song on there that <laughs> where he said uh the prince would always mm. sing like oh he said get the fuck up batman he, he drops the F-bomb. It's real weird. It's a really weird song. I'll have to double check it, but I'm pretty sure that's it. But I remember hearing it. It's like a sexy it. Prince song, huh? Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, everything by Prince is <laughs> the sexiest, but yeah, it's real True. weird. So I remember listening to it, and my mom my mom said, hey, did he say the F-bomb? And I was like, no, he says, get the funk up. 
And then she caught me singing it <laughs> in my room with the actual F bomb and she took it and I never got to see it again. She like, she, she took it and was like, you'll never <sighs> see this again and took it. And then she burnt the spot. Yeah. She brought it back and she wouldn't let me check it out anymore. But the Angus soundtrack, I kept renting out. And I remember being on, going on multiple, cause we were like that salt life family where we would go to like Myrtle beach, which isn't like an LA thing, but basically it's the, from Ohio, it's like the cheapest, quickest way to go to the beach. Um, so we drive out to North Carolina, which is Myrtle Beach, which now is sp- spring break, gross city. But <laughs> so that's what we do. So every time we drive out there, it'd be like a nine or 10 hour drive. And I would just listen to this record so much. It's insane. And the more people I talk to that are like around my age, they all are just like uh, my friend Troy, who's younger than me, which is like, yeah like that green day song i used to cover it and i'm like oh no shit man that's like you're a lot younger than me and you used to cover jar and he's like yeah and i was like oh man so like not only it's is the movie like extremely dear to my heart and i still think holds up the soundtrack also is awesome and still totally holds up because i listen to the soundtrack yes. all the way through and it's yeah i mean like ash well so and yeah we'll, we'll get into it well well yeah the angus version was produced by Rob Cavallo, and it has a direct and dry sound. And I guess the solo is played with only a keyboard, and it's a little bit shorter at the 151 mark. I think it's probably faster. That's why it's a little bit more. Yeah. Yeah. And the in the chorus, because I remember this, the chorus actually has a tambourine that keeps going, and it is super catchy. Oh, it's awesome. That that specific so version fun. is phenomenal. So Rivers was approached by Angus's producers to write a song for the the movie. And he wrote the song, Wanda, You're My Only Love, but that one uh, didn't make it to the soundtrack. So that is, I think that like it's a, it is a B-side. I don't know if I've, I'm sure I've heard it. Yeah, I actually don't know that one either. I'm sure we've heard it. Like if we heard it, we'd be like, oh yeah. Yeah, that's what that is, but it's so far removed. I, um, I mean, Wanda is not even a name that's in the movie. I can't believe he'd be like, "All right, cool, I'm gonna write a song about Wanda." And it's like, well, Wanda's not in the movie, and he's like, "No, I'm gonna write it anyway." Why, why would you write? It's like here's the people in the I movie. I just like that like, name, okay? Yeah, I'm Rivers Cuomo. I do what I want. Well, I guess that I forgot, but it was. Uh, you can listen to it on the Alone Home Recordings of, River, of Rivers. So the first Alone uh, album that he released in 2007 has Wanda, You're My Only Love on it. So go check it out. I don't think I have that one. No. I think I only have like two or something. I don't know. Let's talk about the soundtrack. Totally. Because it is so awesome. And I know we both love it a lot. We lock out a lot. Yeah. Uh, so the the first song is J-A-R, Jason Andrew, Relva by Green Day, which... That song's so cool. ...is really good. Yeah. Why? Well, it's weird. So, so I don't... I'm not normally a... I have a bass, but I'm not a bass player. Like in my other bands, I play guitar. But when I when they do sound check, I actually have always played the intro riff to this song, which is so weird. Like I'd never put the correlation together. It was just like, oh, I figured it out. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is definitely like a cool, I don't know, it just hits close to home. So it's weird. Like It is I, cool. Yeah, I remember when it's we were like, doing this last time, I was just like, oh yeah, I completely forgot. I This is the song I like, quote unquote, warm up to. Like I play for the sound check and we're like, all right, sound check bass, I'll play this song. To see if anybody like gets it, and no one ever does, except for Troy. Shout out to Troy for knowing what's up. Nah, man, (laughs) Troy. And then randomly, the soundtrack has two Ash songs: "Jack Knows the Planets" and "Kung Fu." And "Jack Knows the Planets" is a little so weird. I guess I would say. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I listen. So I listened to the soundtrack before. When we recorded the first time and man, I haven't listened to it. I haven't listened to it since so it's been a while. But I remember Jack Names of Planets just being like a weird it's just a weird song. Jack Names of Planets After You is what he keeps saying. I don't know. It's just yeah, weird. I'm not sure why. Actually, it's a good sure band though. Why That's he a great names band. Him. Oh, man. But I do like the Kung Fu. It's like Kung Fu do what you do to me. Da, 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 da. Something about a teenage is it a teenage lobotomy? Or is it something else? Oh yeah. No, that's totally right. 
Uh, it's weird. I don't know. Lyrics are just weird, Ash especially cool. in the 90s. Yeah, Ash is super red. I know. 90s. I miss 90s, 90s lyrics so is just like, hey, political stuff's all right. Like, everybody's cool. Like, economy's good. So it's like, what do we write about? Well, I don't know. Like, <laughs> Jack, this dude Jack names the planets. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, Green Day sings a song about their friend. Yeah, it's like totally different time. This is a good time. Yeah. It was a good time. This is actually just like post grunge, like post all that angst to get out of early 90s. Like early 90s stuff was like Nirvana and that type of stuff. So it went like hair metal. Alternative and then that died. Like the start and of was alternative, like, yeah, the, I guess. Yeah, maybe? I guess. Yeah, I guess that's probably correct. But it, yeah, it pretty much went. Which from is like, like a soft rock version of grunge, if that makes any sense. Yeah. With a dash of pop. That. Yeah, it, I would say just like it's grunge with with more pop, and then like a weird like, I don't know. Ash was definitely a weird yeah. band. I mean, Weezer's a weird band. How do you feel about Enough by the Dancehall Crashers? Ah, uh, wait, how's this song go? Enough is enough. I just wanted to hear you do it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> No, that song was cool. I'm trying to well, think. Well, you're welcome. Because, yeah. Sucker. All right. So, yeah. The Weezer. I'm trying to think. What was the song? Was it Love Split Love, the one that is the title track? Yeah. Love Split Love. was That That was the one that was. That By song, the Dance Hall Crashers? Oh, no. no, no am no, I no. wrong? Yeah. Am I wrong? I think that that's the one that is when you go to the trailer, that's the song they play. And then it's during the, the credits in the intro because. Back in the 90s, they used to do the credit and the intros. Uh, they they would pan around to the high school marching band, and it was that that song. And I think that song actually kind of sucks, but for some reason it hits it hits me because I like saw it like that that was like the the quintessential song. You know, as great as the, like Ash was in Green Day, and that, what's funny is what listening to the movie they actually drop Green the name Green Day like the little nerdy kid who's with uh angus it's just like oh yeah the next like green day song they play i call and i get free tickets like they drop the name to be cool kind of like uh uh-huh yeah just like oh yeah next time they say green day like, i, I listen tickets. to green it's day like, i'm cool all right man like green day at this point is i mean it's like <laughs> I, I will never hate on green day but well they're not as cool as they were in 1995 that's for sure they were like the coolest in 1995 dookie was awesome seriously even before that what was that oh, man uh whatever but this song <laughs> this song was sweet the weezer song also kills and what's weird is when i was watching the movie you know sometimes especially now uh you'll have a soundtrack to a movie where they don't actually play the song it's more like oh it's in the or it's yeah. like buried in the credits it's not part of the the feeling of the movie or like it's it's not like a quintessential part so like i remember watching the movie and i was watching it um like i watched it when i first watched it i watched it in bits i kept thinking like man this is gonna be a movie where it's like the third credit where it's going through the people who were you know like the sound techs and like the puppet people you know like the third <laughs> yeah. the third in the credits at the end and it's gonna be a weezer and i'm gonna be like all right sweet but no it actually and i, I want to get to that like when it comes in the movie it is the, one of the most important parts in the movie and it's it, it's like perfect i remember it's, when i saw it i just like i was watching it on my phone like an idiot and i just like when it came on i like threw my phone i was like that's the best part i can't believe it's weezer like i don't know it was awesome i'm trying to think i'm trying to think of that goo goo doll song ain't that unusual the must pansy division think of dang it man pansy division that was another band the band Tilt. I don't remember the Tilt song. That one is so weird. It's I love we- the I mean, Smoking Popes. I love mm-hmm. back. I love the Riverdale song. That Riverdale song is cool. I can't even think of the Goo Goo Doll song, so I'll I'll just skip it. Yeah, it, the title's "Ain't That Unusual," and I'm like, "Ain't that unusual to be loved by anyone?" To be so loved by that, anyone. Yeah, that's the not Goo Goo Doll song. I remember the, the Goo Goo Doll song it. is actually in the movie, like at a at a specific segue. They use a lot of these um, songs as segues um, between, like, they actually I don't know they do it correctly. I feel like in this movie, which they did back in the day, because they needed that music to go between them now and anymore. They don't really need pop or rock to go to in the movie to make it do anything 
Like you're not yeah, watching. No, I haven't. Like I don't yeah, know. You're, I guess you're not I watching the Avengers, and it's like, like a kids a, movie. Yeah, or like a um, like the Avengers. You're not hearing like Adele in between, like a fight scene. You know what I mean? They're just using right. like a fully and like everything else. It like, doesn't make any sense. Well, what other technical whatever the hell? Yeah. Things. <laughs> Same with Tilt. That White Homes. I can't think of what the heck that sounds I, like. Yeah. I know the pansy. So, I know. The, I know the love spit. Love is the main. You you know it if you heard it. It's it's super emotional. It's super slow. It's very. How does it go? Um. Am I wrong? I just know that I know. I know the drums because the drums in it are uh, like drums in the um, high school band, like the timpani. I don't want to say timpani. It's not mm. timpani. But it's just like the snare hits like constant. It's something. It's very, it's very emotional. But yeah, the sound, mm, the soundtrack okay. in general. This the Angus soundtrack is phenomenal, and it's crazy to think that he wrote that song second. You know, like he wrote a song, and they were like, "Yeah, that song's not tight." And then they wrote, she, he wrote, "You gave your love to me softly," which I guess you're saying. I think you wrote on here that he actually wrote it because they gave him the the arc of the movie and he actually wrote the lyrics based on you know the arc of the movie which is interesting which is totally what should happen but so like keep in mind everybody listening at home that yeah they definitely there was no i mean back in the 90s you really didn't have sex so like that wasn't a thing especially when you're in high school that was like a he that's oh yeah no that's not like a thing because i remember yeah because the lyrics don't the worst. Yeah, we yeah. had what we call bases, and definitely, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, no one was hitting home runs. It was at least not me. Uh, that never happened. So, okay, what are your top three favorite songs on the soundtrack before we move forward? Top three, dang. I mean, it's got to be Weezer, Jar by Green Day, and something about. Ah, oh, man, I don't know. Jack names the planets. I don't actually listen to that song, but I could hear it in my head. It's late now, so it's hard for me to. But I, I think that love spit love. The things that hit close to home are always going to be the Weezer song. The Green Day song is phenomenal, mm-hmm. and that love spit love song, which is the title track on it. As soon as I hear it, and I, I know that Goo Goo Dolls song too, because I, I was a fan of the Goo Goo Dolls, and I remember that song being. I don't think that was specific to the record. I think they were, that was on a different record, but I could be wrong. The Ash song, the Ash songs are cool though. I know. I think I've got to go. You gave your love to me softly. Misses you and me, maybe. You love that smoke and pope song. I do. I don't know why. Is that there? And I don't That's know any of of their other music, but I think it's like the unusual voice and the the content. So I think I just like it and like where it is in the flow of the album, it's just right. And probably Ash. I probably Kung, Kung Fu because yeah. it's fun and so catchy. Like it's the catchiest song you've ever heard in your life. I feel like one of my early bands covered an Ash song. And it, I mean, I obviously wasn't one of these two. I can't remember what it was. I have to revisit Ash. Ash was like really popular. When we were younger, were they? I don't. Re- I don't remember. I mean, I remember from the soundtrack. I saw them. I saw them live, and they had like a CD. It was black with like the ash, like type on it, and yeah, nineteen seventy seven was their album, and released in ninety six, and it had Goldfinger, Girl from Mars, Kung Fu. Oh, Kung Angel Fu is Interceptor. That sounds familiar. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, I'd have to hear it. Also, Weezer well, so, was part of all that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Um, the B-side version was re-recorded during the Pinkerton sessions, and I guess it's a little slower and a little longer, which I think it was, what, two seconds longer? Big Seven seconds, yeah. Um, the solo was played with... Yeah, with a guitar and keys in unison with extra guitar fills. And I guess that Rivers said that the songs for the soundtrack shouldn't be album tracks. So they had to record a different version for the album. Uh, Sure, why not? Whatever. 
Yeah. <laughs> I do I do like when Weezer um, does that. Like they play oh. a, a solo and have it accompanied with keys. I think that's very, I, I don't know. I think that's very Weezer-y. I think that was very important. So, yeah, we already went over all the Angus stuff. But at the end of the movie, the a, you know, the apex of the movie, like he's got the bully. The bully obviously is dating the cheerleader. He's the, the quarterback of the football team. And then he, you know, he, he shows up and the, they made a joke and they made him the prom king. But he actually shows up and they're like, well, sh- that shit. He's not supposed to show up. He's supposed to be, you know, it was a joke. And he's like, no, I'm going to dance with your girl. And then he kind of like <clears throat> butts in. And, you know, and he has this whole monologue of like, you know, you keep pushing me down, but I'm going to keep getting back up. It's very inspiring. And then he like, you know, you know, whatever he finally, you know, it, the the crowd and everybody in the school kind of turn on the the, the quarterback and he, they're just like, screw that guy. And they're like this, you know, this guy's, you know, Angus, you know, comes out the victor and then he, you know, goes up to the girl. Well, they're like, they're like, you're a dick. And yeah. they're like proud of Angus for standing up to him because yeah, he's a nerd and like they get that. But at the same time, they're like, that's cool that he's standing up to you though, type of thing. Yeah. And he also makes a reference of like, you know, he says something like uh, one of the, the, the lines in it that everybody remembers. Cause I posted this uh, and a lot of people stated this line is just like, well, you're, you know, he's like, well, you're different to Angus. And he's like, well, yeah. And you're normal. Well, I don't want to be normal. And that's like the whole thing is like, you know, a lot of people aren't normal. Like, and everybody at that point in the movie, that's kind of the relief of just like, oh yeah, nobody's quote unquote normal. Nobody's the quarterback of the football team. So yeah, then, you know, he goes off and he's talking to his like nerd friend or whatever. And the, and the girl walks up and she's like, um, have this dance with me. And literally after she says, have that dance with me, this, you know, you gave your love (laughs) to me softly. And I'm like, Oh, normally if it were me, I would put on like a heartfelt song that was, you know, that's way different. And he's like, he's like, jam. yeah, or, you know, some, yeah, or the, the, that love spit love song where it's just like real emotional, but it's, it's Weezer. And it's like, oh, that's fucking awesome. And then she goes out to the dance floor and he turns to his friend and he just goes, yo, dude, you want to spaz out with me on the dance floor? And he's like, yeah. And they go out there and they don't like <laughs> dance, whatever. They just like, kind of like do the nineties, like all kind of three people dance together. And that's kind of like the, the, begin- uh-huh. the the end of the second act of the movie and end of the third act, which is like the outro of the movie. And it's like, oh, they use the Weezer song as that that bridge in between the second and third. And it's so it's kind of awkward. But for me, it was perfect. It was like, oh, cool. Like if this were to be done now, it would be a totally different it'd be like a Taylor Swift song. But T-Swift's dope. But you, that's not <laughs> what you want to you know, that's not what they did. I don't know. I thought it was phenomenal. I thought it was like perfect. It was perfect for me. It is a fun twist to do like a rock song instead of like a slow dance and have it be a happily ever after that way. It's like a happily ever after in a more realistic way because like realistically, obviously she she didn't probably what yeah she didn't like fall for him or kiss him or fall in love with him. It was more of uh, acceptance, which is really weird. You don't see a lot of yeah, like all right, you're cool. Let's dance. Yeah. It is cool. I don't know. It's like sweet. A movie that doesn't fall like, oh, this guy gets the girl. It's like, well, he didn't, but he gets vindicated. I don't know. It's perfect. I don't know. If you haven't seen it, pull mm-hmm. over. If you're listening to this, pull over your car on the side of the road, <laughs> download it if you have the available, like, whatever data, and then just watch it. Watch it. Be late to work. Who cares? What are you going to get fired over, Angus? Get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> When you get when you get there, you just say like, "I'm just doing what I'm told," and yeah. I was told to pull over and watch Angus, and Listen, it was really good. This guy who plays in this Weezer band in Columbus told me this. Yeah, I'm late for work. Yeah, you'll get it. I'll give you my number at the end of the podcast, <laughs> and you can text me, and that'll be all good. I'll give you your get out of jail free card. <laughs> they, there was a cover done by a band called Waves, and that cover is garbage. Yes. Um. The bands that try to sound surf rocky, like uh, whoever the the main Vampire Weekend. Like when Vampire Weekend came out, yeah, it was catchy, it was good. I liked it personally, but there was a lot of emulating bands that were like that. I was just like, "What are you doing? This is like again, this is like simple, 
whatever. And Waze was one of those bands. And the the chorus is very like surf rocky. Mm. And it's like, dude, this is like a one minute, 51 second punk song. But you also have on here that there's a band called Joyce Manor that covered it. And that band, I haven't heard it. I can't find it, actually. But that band actually does rip. The uh, drummer in our band, Alex, really liked Joyce Manor. I think they opened for a band called Pup. Uh, and Pup's also an awesome band. And they tour together. And like Joyce Manor. I've never heard of either one of those guys. They're good. Joyce Manor's good. Joyce, I think Joyce Manor's a little bit lighter. But it's, they're real young. I feel like they're like early 20s or even like late teens or something like that. I could be way off, but I'm pretty sure they're, to me, that's super young because I'm like a, a thousand years old. But I think they're, they do indie rock well for now. Like in 2019, this is indie rock. This is awesome. Okay. So. Okay. And apparently they've covered it a lot. Like they've covered it 21 times according to Setlist FM. So that's a lot yeah. of and you times probably, to cover yeah, And you did this a month ago, so it's probably like a thousand now now yeah yeah i, I gotta hit yeah i gotta yeah, and to I didn't know waves Allison. but i guess they're like beach goth or goth rock who cares something Idiots. they're from they're from san diego yeah waves. of course and they're from san diego <laughs> vampire weekend i really like and i wouldn't classify that as surf rock whatever surf rock but, really oh man i totally would maybe i haven't listened to enough surf rock to know like the classification oh, you're missing nothing the, <laughs> I think they're from, uh, I think they're from New York, aren't they? And I think they were, uh, it could be way off, but I think they're music th- like majors or they, they went to the school of music at, um, New York or like maybe, maybe it was Berkeley or something like that. So they I mean, they're really, I don't know. That band actually is pretty good. They, they can write a hell of a song, but all the bands that emulate that sound like farts and, you know, they're, they're not even around. I mean, there's not a lot of bands that are like that that are around anymore that I know of. Any final thoughts on the song, favorite lyric or, you know, why you like it so much? Uh, no, I mean, I gave a bunch of stuff. It was kind of a time and place for me personally that make me love it. Uh, lyric. I'm not a lyric, dude. Um, I don't listen to lyric. I know. I know a good lyric. It's like art. Like, I know it. I know someone could be like, that's awesome. And I'm like, is it? I don't know. Like, I know what I like when I see it. Same thing with lyrics. I think, uh, as mm-hmm. far as lyricists go, Weezer's not like, I don't look to Weezer to be like, oh, this really helped me get through this time in my life. Like, that's not a thing. So, like, the lyrics you gave your love to me softly, I think just that in general is like real weird. It's like real, like, oh, you gave your love to me softly, especially in the. In the Do you think they're talking about? it oh sex i i don't know let's see here uh i think he actually probably wrote this i i think he actually means love and i I think he probably got the idea that you know the guy would get the girl at the end of the movie so he wrote it yeah put your arms around me child and lay with me tonight yeah there's no way you're doing that not having sex i mean i (laughs) i did that and not had sex but that was uh i mean we uh, all have maybe it could be like a mom type of thing (laughs) <laughs> or a... if, if your mom puts your arms around you and lays with you, I, I don't know. I mean, that's definitely not what he was going for. I'm assuming he's talking about, yeah, I'm assuming he's talking about sex. But yeah, like lyr- lyrically, I don't, I don't know. Really... It could just be, I don't know, like in a teen movie when you have like that romantic walk on the lake and then like a kiss at the end. Like it could be that. Yeah. Like you I'm had one night. A thousand percent. Great. Yeah. I'm, I'm like a hundred percent sure that that's what he was going for. But it's ironic like that innocent. the movie definitely was just, they were like, let's go spaz out on the not dance floor. That. Like, yeah. Not yeah. That. Which is cool. Which I mean, obviously like we're probably the only two people that ever thought about that. But yeah, it's, I think it's cooler that it didn't happen like that. But yeah, lyrically, meh, I don't know. It's it's Rivers. <laughs> what are you going to do with lyrics? He's saying about Beverly Hills. I'm over it. <laughs> well, my personal favorite part is the end. Probably the last, is it a chorus? Because it starts with, are the, you talking about the la la the la. The la la la. Yeah. Yeah. Is that? When he's like, baby, don't you cry. Oh, when he like gets all fancy. They sing it off. Like they, like the la la la's and the baby, like, um, are battling vocals that don't match up, which I think is really cool, which they, they used to do a lot back in the nineties where it was just kind of like a loose recording. It wasn't as tight. 
Um, I think they had a large part to do, and I could be way off again, that they use tape and they didn't use digital. So digital, at this point, you can literally just like highlight all and hit a button and it all just lines up to a click. But um, Mm -hmm. back then, it's like he was off during that. And it sounds so cool. It sounds like like almost anthemy at the end. Because I remember when we were starting to play the song live many moons ago, I, I kept doing that like... I would sing the backups and I would sing them off like that the first time. And Phil kept saying, yo, it's not off the first time. It's off the second time. And I was like, ah, weird. Yeah, you're right. Like, that's pretty cool. I know, but you want to do it every time. Because it's so so great. I'm like, but Phil. It's a fun. It's awesome. (laughs) Phil's a real. Phil cracks the whip. Gosh darn Phil, such a stickler about everything. He's not, but he's Um, got it. If he doesn't, no one does because we're. We're a bunch of idiots. <laughs> Wait, is Phil the drummer? No, nah, Phil's the lead singer. Okay. Well, because somebody's got to be a stickler. And I was thinking if anybody has to be a stickler, it's got to be the drummer. But no, usually the, it's the, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, it'd be the lead singer, whoever writes. For, yeah. Maybe. So does he wear glasses when you guys perform? He, I don't think he does. He can normally. I mean, he's, he's, I believe he's probably farsighted. So he wears glasses that are like kind of like that. He's a good looking dude. Um, but I normally, cause I wear glasses too. I'm wearing glasses right now, but normally I wear glasses, but I, <laughs> I don't lie because it's another thing. You know what I mean? It's like, we all, yeah. we all sweat a bunch cause we're running around doing a bunch of crazy stuff. So we usually just wear like, it's easier for us just to wear black jeans and then just nothing else. Cause glasses fly off or fog up. But or I think fall I think off your he, nose, slide down your nose. Yeah, I think get he in the way. did. Yeah, I think he did. Uh, there's pictures of him wearing glasses playing shows, but not. That's not normal. He doesn't normally do that. Oh, Phil. Wow. Stupid King of the Phil. world. Just kidding. I love you, Phil. I don't we know you, Phil. but I love you already. He's the best. Um, <laughs> hottest dude around. <laughs> Let's rate this. Let's do mother it. Mother Uh You go first. All right. So. Using the super secret rating scale, <laughs> where you have to mail in box tops from your favorite cereal, uh, you, uh-huh. I got Laser Eyes River, Lightning Strap, Blue Album River's Head, Blazer Brian, Pat Jamin on drums for an 11, which is high, but you went it nuts. It is a good, it's a very good score. I too gave it a Laser Eyes River's oh, Lightning yeah. Strap. But I'm mixing it up and I'm doing a Scott in a vest. You would do Scott with in a, a vest. With a Pat jamming on the drums, Blue Album River's Head, and a Blazer Bry for a total of 13 because that's how much I love the song. It is awesome. It makes me a So like We're Weezer gives You Gave Your Love to Me Softly a 12. What's the highest you've had on this? I want to say it's like got to be 13. I feel like Sadie ain't so got a 13 or a 14. And That's everybody asked me that. I should, I have it documented in separate places. And like, that's one of my missions next month is to get like the ratings down in a line so that we can see. That was like the point of the ratings is so we could see what every song like compared against each other, you know? Yeah. I mean, Sadie and so is great. I wonder who got the lowest. I wonder if like someone was well, like. Well, so far it's. Has anyone done Beverly Hills? Love is the answer. I wonder if anybody has anybody. Love I don't is the think anybody's the done. Lowest. No, I haven't done Beverly Hills. Yeah, if anybody chooses that, you text me, and we'll, I'm going to take <laughs> them out. You're going to take away their scores. You're going to do negative scores yeah. to counter. Every time you scores. upload it, I'm just going to like log on to your thing and delete it. Like no one listens. No one listens. <laughs> Well, so when we do Beverly Hills, we'll have to, you'll have to come back. Oh, God. I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll listen to it. I'll listen to it that only for an entire week. And I'll just like have a <laughs> list of gripes. I'll like email there the Better go. Business Bureau and just be like, I hate it or something. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> you let me know. You let me know what jerk picks that song. Well, we 45 the only thing that you can say is that it's catchy. Is it? I mean, I think so. If you, I, don't know. I have this thing that if you listen to a song over and over and over again, that it will become catchy. Normally, nine times out of ten, like a lot of songs out there, especially like 
you know, especially when that song came out, they just blasted it over and over and over again. Kind of like Island in the Sun, man. They really like inundated that into like everything. And like that song was pretty good. And it was definitely like a different song, but I didn't think it was that great. But it's all over the place. That's another that's I a, think the thing about Beverly Hills is that he's saying like because when he goes into his little thing at the end where it's like the thing is I just don't belong. Like I'm I'm nobody and yeah, you, you know yeah. he's being like humble or something. Sure. I guess that could be endearing. It's a little bit on the nose. It's like I just wrote this entire song and it's but it's not me. And it's like dude, I don't know. I don't know. It kind of is you. I mean, you know we did did want to maybe not be in Beverly Hills, but have some money. I want to know where he lives now. I think it'd be hilarious. I bet you he lives in Beverly Hills. Oh, he lives in uh, Santa Monica. Okay. Sure. Not too far from Beverly Hills. Yeah. Probably just as expensive. Yeah, I can imagine. I don't don't know. know. I give him a pass. Maybe he lives in like the hills. I'm not sure. Pretty sure he just lives in like by the beach. Probably. Fancy. God. Must be nice. Meanwhile, I'm landlocked Ohio. Oh, we got Lake Erie. Yeah, you got a beach. Have you been to Ohio? Down near you? Yes, no. I did. Yeah. I hear wonderful things about it. I a lot complain. of people from Ohio move here. Yeah, I know. Well, I have a. I, I probably have probably sixteen friends that I consider like close friends that like good friends that I still talk to nearly every day that live in LA. I've got, wow. Yeah. My roommate, Joe, who was a huge Weezer fan. My friend, Fina. Shout out to Joe. Yeah. Shout out to Joe. Shout out a bunch of people. My friend, Fina, um, my friend, Derek, he was a drummer. Yeah. He was a drummer. He's a drummer of a band called Skeleton, Witch, which was a huge metal band. Um, That's the coolest uh, name of a band I've ever heard in my whole life. Those are the coolest guys of all time. Cause we talked about moving to Chicago, like me and my, my band six gallery for a while but we never ended up like making it out there so there are people who are we called decision makers that were in like chicago and new york we la is a different story we played la we played the viper room when we were on tour oh fun um, our cd release show because our label was out of one of one of the subsidiaries of our label was out of la so like we when we when we came through we played like the viper room for like an industry like a showcase thing which was really weird because i expected it to be way more awesome like a thing, and it's just like, oh, it's like the Viper Room. A bar. Yeah. It's just a bar. It's a small bar. It's, yeah, it's it was, a small it was like, hole, in the, hole in the wall yeah, bar. Yeah, it was way smaller than I thought. And I just, was it Joaquin Phoenix? No, River Phoenix, who passed away out there mm-hmm. or something like that. Yeah, I saw it. We were out there. There was like mm-hmm. flowers down there still. And I'm like, I was like, wow, that was weird. Like, played a show, the bass. So, like, yeah, that place, they you can't bring your own amps. You have to just like plug into the amps they already have there. So we plugged in and the bass died. So on stage, we couldn't hear the bass, but all the speakers facing out, the bass still worked. So like anybody who was in the crowd could hear the bass, but on stage, there literally was no bass. And I don't know if you've ever listened to a song without any bass. So like Alex, who is our bass player, who's the drummer in uh, the Pinkertones, he was playing, he plays bass in Six Gallery. And uh, he he literally had to like rock out and play to like nothing, you know, he couldn't hear anything. It was I don't like, even know how you would do that. It's yeah. terrible. I mean, he, he did it cause he's a champ, but I, I've had stuff cut out before. And power it's like, through. Yeah. I can't power through. I'm just like, I don't, where am I? Yeah. You get lost. I like, I don't wanna, you need it. I don't want to be here. This sucks. It was terrible. It was weird. That was a weird show, <laughs> but whatever. We had to see friends and it was fun, but Oh, LA. God, I haven't been to LA in forever. How is it out there? Nice. Oh, it's so nice. I don't even want to hear today. about it. Oh, it must be nice. Today was uh, 62, and I was the happiest kid in the entire world. I think like two days ago, it was snowing still. Really? It's it still snowing? snowed. Oh, when was it? Oh, uh, the day before I went on vacation. So it was like a week and a half ago. But it's not a week and a half ago. I don't know. My sinuses are terrible. Yeah, I know. It's been raining a little bit, but nothing, like it hasn't been cold. I don't even want to so, talk about it. That's been nice. Oh, yeah. Thanks. Great. <sighs> Anytime you want to come visit. I know. We we'll, keep yeah. We'll go to the Viper Room. Yeah. Definitely won't go there. I'll Take go back the to the Rainbow to... Room. All right. Are you ready to get out of here? Yeah. We digressed a lot. But <laughs> that okay. was fun. It's fun. If you're still here with us, I really appreciate it. 
But I really <laughs> yes. appreciate you taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, I thanks, Rachel, for having me. I really appreciate it, especially dealing with me twice. She says she lost her <laughs> audio, but the jury's still out. <laughs> I really did just want to spend some more time with Ben. Yeah. It's a thing. All yeah, right, it's a so, uh Hold on one minute and we'll we'll be right back to say goodbye to you fine listeners. That is all. Thank you guys for listening. What's next? Perfect situation 16. I don't know what it will be yet, but I'm sure it's going to be great. Why don't you tell everyone where everyone can find your six gallery stuff and Pinkertones on social media? Sure. Facebook.com backslash Pinkertones. Glad you wrote it down because last episode we definitely <laughs> totally blanked. So it is Pinkertones. We're not the South American version Pinkertones. But yeah, Facebook.com backslash Pinkertones. <laughs> and then um, Facebook.com backslash Six Galleries, my other stuff. And Six Galleries on all that jibble jab like uh, Spotify and iTunes and all that stuff. I don't think we... No, we do have an Instagram. I'm an idiot. I actually control it, which is... Case in point, why I should never control any of that stuff. Because yeah, I post like the <laughs> stupidest thing. Like we, I do. Yeah, it's crazy. But yeah, I should not be in charge of any of that stuff. So that's where we're at. Uh, that's where Pinkertones and Six Gallery are at. I don't think I have anything else. Um, yeah, where can we find Check you? Check them out. Go see their show. Uh, go see uh, the Pinkertones play in Ohio yeah. on April 19th and April 20th, 2019. Yeah, crowd surfing. It'll be crazy. Super fun. Yeah. Dirt Take bikes, some video for me, please, because I need to see this. Yeah. Yeah, I should. We should. Yeah, we should live stream it. It's a blast. We, I mean, yeah, we lose our brain. Like I said, it's. I think I just need to go to Ohio because I need to go see you. I need to see actual, like, Brian. meet Brian. Have you not met Brian? And. I, I mean, I've seen him on like this on yeah. the computer. Was he um, wearing sunglasses? No. So obviously. Lame. And, and Brian Ewing's out there too. So yeah, 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 the two artist. Brian's. Yes. Who I, hopefully he goes to your show too. I told him about it. But I think I was like, both Brian's would probably have fun at the show. Yeah. Just have and, I mean, yeah. I mean, the bar is super rad. The, uh, the bartender, I mean, yeah. Rob. I've been to Rum. I mean, Rum is like our home. I that that's a cool bar, that's a cool spot, and it will. Apparently, I need to go to Ohio. Yeah, and I love saying this: like the show will sell out, so you actually have to buy tickets. I think the last like it will. ten. Yeah, it always they always do. We do really we do really well in Columbus. Oh, fun! Yeah, people get it. It's cool. awesome. Same thing in Dayton. We played crowd Dayton surfing. Like, yeah, it gets really intense. Yeah. Well, I'm excited for those, you. Those yeah, are like I really do want to like, see some yeah. videos. So if somebody, like, if your wife goes and like takes a video, like, just you don't have to like post tag me or anything, but I want to see it so I can see what you guys do. Yeah. And I'll I'll check it out tonight too on Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. She tried the hashtag. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I th- I don't think there was hashtag Pinkertones. Yeah. Hashtag Pinkertones. I think. I have to. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Who knows? People hashtag all sorts of stuff. I. I always like to do that, especially with Six Gallery too. I'd always like check out the and I was like, oh, who else is like, oh, we're so relevant. <laughs> that makes me yeah, cool. Yeah, you're 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 doing good. Um, you can find We Are Weezer on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at We Are Weezer, and we have a website www.weareweezer.com. Listen, subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts, please, do it. because we don't have that many and. It makes my heart happy to see one more little five star on there or anywhere else. We're on we're on Spotify, we're on whatever you want to listen to us on. Thank you, Brian, for the sound. Um, thank you, Ben, so much for coming on again and all of your time. And I'm sorry that your I think we, Google Hangouts. Oh sucked. yeah. The worst, man. I, I gotta figure it out. I've used it before. I don't know. We're not even gonna get into it. But yeah, so yeah, and I think the last two actually we've probably gone over two hours again. 
it'll be okay. Well, well, we had some, some, what do we do? We had time in there. Invite the dudes on. Let's do a different song with everybody. It'll be fun. Get your friend's dad to let you guys use the, the fancy whole, audio room yeah, or whatever it is. Yeah. I was just, yeah. I was and, thinking earlier, I was like, oh, we can just like get everybody on Skype or get everyone on Google Hangout, but I can't even get like me on correctly. So getting like three other people, I can't even imagine being a thing. Well, if you're in the same room, probably be easy. Yeah. Or cause then you could all be on one. I think, yeah, I think you did another, you did another band that had everybody in this. Were they in the same room? I'm assuming they were, I don't know why I can't think of we, I it can, right I can, now. Yeah, I can figure it. I, I can, I can make it happen. We'll we'll wait. We'll wait a little bit longer. I will lose a little bit more of my hair, and then we can, we can do okay. it. We can get everybody in here. <laughs> they're all awesome. Yeah, all well, the rest of the guys in the band are like my best friends. So it's it's awesome. Like they're awesome. Well, They'd and be fun. I mean, because they're Weezer fans too, obviously. So yeah. it, it's just fun. Like it's hard to do it and like make the time and like get it together. But once you're doing it and after it's over, you're like, that was fun type of thing. Oh yeah. So, last time, yeah, yeah. Last time I was, oh, it was so much fun when you're like, I lost my audio and I was like, uh, that's okay. I'll do it again. It's fun as crap. <laughs> like I had a blast. I really appreciate it. I've never had that happen to me. It was pretty shitty. So yeah. I, I super appreciate you taking the time again, especially after your long day. And I hope you get to sleep in tomorrow and do nothing no i gotta wake up and play soccer and then we've got pinkertones practice oh fun yeah which will... all right well tell them i said hello oh i will oh i'll tell them all about it <laughs> Sweet. all right guys that's it thanks for listening yeah. adios adios thanks so much for having me bye everybody We are Weezer, we are Weezer, and I love you.